0: Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Abisee Bayisa and Rachel Pierce.
1: So, Abisee, let me tell you about this call that I got on the helpline recently. Okay. So, the caller had a case where the defendant was on probation for two prior convictions, which were counted separately for criminal history purposes. Okay. So, specifically, the, the facts behind the case are the defendant had two prior convictions for which he was on supervised release. One of the convictions, he received six months in jail. And for the second conviction, he received a sentence of 12 months. All right. So, we've got two prior sentences, one six months, one 12 months. And these were counted separately, you Correct. Said. Okay. Correct. So, he gets out and eventually violates his supervised release. And then the court gives him six months in jail on that revocation. So the question is, how, how do you score these prior convictions? How do you um, add the six months of revocation? Which one do you add it to? Um, he, he violated his terms of probation, sent back to jail. Collar mm-hmm. caller wants to know how, how to calculate the criminal history
2: so this is a case where you've got one revocation but it implicates a bunch of different priors right where somebody can be on multiple terms of probation or multiple terms of supervised release right and so if you do one violation all of those other things if he's revoked all of those other prior sentences are implicated right right, right. we don't get this a lot um, but it does come up from time to time because i think it is common in the state system mm-hmm. um, so you know, we know the general rule for revocations, right? You have to add the time that you got on the revocation to whatever you got on your original sentence, and then that will tell you if you have a one-point, two-point, or three-point conviction, right? So we're always going to count the revocation time.
1: Which seems easy and straightforward when there's only one prior. (laughs) Right. And I think the problem is here,
2: you know, what do you do? I mean, you've got Couple options, right? You could like add it to all of them. Uh uh Um, But the commission actually has an application note in 4A 1.2, that explains what you're supposed to do in that situation. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, if you've got one revocation that implicates a multiple prior sentences, you actually only add it one time, mm. and you're supposed to add it to the sentence that will yield you, like, the longest sentence. In other words, what will get you the most number of criminal history points. I see. Okay. So it looks like in this case, if he's got one prior where he got six months mm-hmm. and one prior where he got 12, right? So... According to application note 11, um, of 4A1.2, you've got to add it to the sentence where he got 12 months, right? Because that will get him from, that will get him 18 months and that will get him a three-point conviction. Got it. Got it. If you added it to the six
1: months, you'd only have a two-point conviction still. So I think the, the, at least in my experience, because I've gotten this call a couple of times myself. And... um, The idea is that you only add it to one, One. and I think that's a common mistake that folks make, is they want to add it to all of the prior. In this instance, it's only two priors, but if you had three or four, you know, I I think the tendency might be to add it to all of them, and I think what we want to drive home here is that you're only adding it to one, and that's whichever one is going to result in the greatest number of criminal history.
2: I totally agree, and I think the other problem is sometimes, as you and I know, state court records are not the model of clarity and it's really hard to tell like which revocation matches up with sure which prior conviction and so i think it's easy to say well he, he got a vi i see a revocation here mm-hmm. and i see a revocation on this one and then i see a revocation in this third conviction right but if you don't look <clears throat> further and try to figure out like actually that was just one mm-hmm. one revocation sure. that implicated all of these other prior convictions, it's easy to miss it. So I guess another sort of plea that you have to be really careful when looking at the records and just matching up the dates um, because I think, I think a lot of the confusion comes also from having sort of poor records that right. you're working and with. And figuring out what goes where. I agree. I agree. Right. So add it up, but only one time, I guess, is, okay. the, is the final answer. Sounds great.
0: This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk. Today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the commission, the court, or the parties in any case.